Hello everyone, welcome to Under the Wing. I am your host, Andrew Wingard, and I am extremely grateful that you are sharing your time with me today. I am excited that I get the opportunity to share with you the experiences and stories from all walks of life. Gather around, and let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Under the Wing. I am your host, Andrew Wingard, and we have another special guest with us today, Eric Ingardner. How are you doing today, sir? Andrew, I'm doing amazing. Uh, thank you again for having me on. Uh, yeah, great to hear from you. I, I'm excited, man. And I, I talked with you a little bit prior to the show and you know, we've touched base, uh, you know, time after time and just kind of getting you ready and figuring out when, when we could get you on. And so Eric is a member of Where's Winona Now, which is a band. Now, did, did they start in Youngstown or did it start in Columbus? Oh, yeah, we're from uh, we're from here in Youngstown, Struthers specifically. Um, they uh, I joined the band four years into their existence. So uh, as sort of a latecomer to that lineup. And but yeah, we're all from the Struthers, Youngstown area. OK, shout out to Struthers, man. Shout out to Bellaria. Sure. I got yeah. Frank, Bob Camaro. Shout out to my folks over there in Bellaria, but also the owner operator of the Wickyards. And we're, we're going to touch on that a little bit later on, man. And so, you know, I, I think it's pretty impressive what, what you're, you're doing in the city of Youngstown with music and attractions and, you know, the things that you're juggling to, to really give Youngstown the energy that it deserves, man. So I'm, I'm excited mm -hmm. to hear sure. a little bit about your journey and where, where all of this comes from. Right. So sure. be, before, before we get too deep into the conversation, I want to talk a little bit about Youngstown. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, what was it like growing up in Youngstown? Yeah, so uh, Youngstown, it's uh, I technically grew up in the Borman Canfield area, but Borman, I went to yeah. high school and most of my undergrad in Youngstown itself. Um, it's a place where you meet someone and uh, you'll soon realize that, you know, someone they also know fairly well. <laughs> yeah. So it's small, but it's still like in the top I think 80 metro areas in the country. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of big at the same time too. But growing up in around this area, you get like you meet so many kinds of people, rich, poor, farm, city, suburban, everything in between. Right. Uh and there's a reason it's such like a swing state in elections and all that. But um people are, you know, grateful for the good things that do come to the community. They want to see it thrive again. Um and yeah, just genuine love for the place. Um, people get excited about um, the little things. For sure. For sure, man. And I, I tell, you know, when I first moved to Youngstown, I, I would always tell the folks, like, it reminded me so much of Saginaw, Michigan. And yeah. very, very similar to the characteristics that that the city of Youngstown seen. I mean, you know, the scene of Youngstown, but there was something very different with Youngstown. And I think it was just the people, the love for the city of Youngstown, the pride. The, there are some things that Youngstown has that the city of Saginaw does not. And so, you know, I was appreciative of everything that you just said, you know, mm -hmm. of the different backgrounds and the different people and, and the love within the city. And so I was appreciative of my time there. And so we're, we're gonna talk about music, man, but sure. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in food and music. And it's hard to have one without the other. 
at times. And so what what I want you to talk about, man, because I truly enjoyed the cuisine of the yeah. city of Youngstown, man. So there there might be someone that's thinking about making a trip down to the city of Youngstown for a weekend. Okay. Talk about some of the Youngstown experiences, man. If you got some suggestions, where, where, where does this person need to go? Okay, so yeah, Youngstown's sort of a hidden gem in the region culinary scene. Uh, I'm not just saying that. I, I truly believe it. Um, and there's definitely some local hotspots. Uh, pizza is a big thing um, here around town. Um, a couple of my favorites there are Uptown, Wedgwood, and uh, Westside Bolt, too. Yep. Uh, a bit of a combo music venue there, too. Um, some other great places I recommend. Um, MVR, yep. uh, Charlie Staples. Uh, I like the Federal a lot, too. White House Roof Farm. Um, some really solid delis and bakeries just around town as well. Um, but like you said, there's a reason when people return to town that maybe moved away. Um, their trips usually revolve around food here. And <laughs> yeah, it's because it's so consistent and really diverse in some of the offerings. Yeah. For sure, man. Shout out to the MBR too, man. Are, are they open back up for lunch yet? No. No. Sure. Oh, man. I, I, I missed the trestle tortellini and it hasn't even been that long. Um, <laughs> spicy bow tie guy myself but okay okay yeah yeah man that's awesome man so thank you for sharing that and so speaking sure. of the experiences in youngstown and you know i mentioned a little about wickyards and kind of what you're doing for the city uh in mm-hmm. regards to music but you you also have another project that you've been working on and i think i saw that you posted something about anxiety surrounding the project and you have so much working <laughs> you're working on this you're working on that and I'm yeah. referring to the haunted house attraction. Yeah. And uh, I apologize that I never stopped by the funeral home. I just have some really weird memories of dealing with the afterlife. Um, I, I spent some time messing around with the Ouija board. And so that makes me very uneasy. And so <laughs> right. uh, I, I, I stayed my distance away from that, man. But what I want you sure. to talk about, man, what, what was the inspiration behind this project? The Honey House Project. Sure. Well, now I'm curious what happened with that Ouija board, but oh, yeah, man. totally fine. You never stopped by. Uh, <laughs> but um, back to Haunted House, uh, the inspiration behind all of it really stems from how much time I've spent at the venue. I've been operating for over six years now. And I think of how I'm always like looking for the next thing. Like, how can I be doing more? Um, and I look around, I see this, you know, 9,000 square foot, 1906 mansion in the middle of downtown. Um, like what's the best use of this place? And people, when I give them tours, they're like, oh, this is obviously haunted. Okay. (laughs) Put two and two together. And the place is actually haunted. I have had paranormal groups there and they've confirmed that. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. Uh, it's friendly ghosts though. Not wouldn't harm a thing. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, I had this idea in mind and um, last year I decided, hey, this is something I want to do. Had for, took forever to come up with a good storyline for it. And then I finally did about a year ago and uh, been just working consistently at it ever since. Like, I'm not even a person that's really into like scary movies or like would go to a haunted house attraction if like on a weeknight alone or week weekend alone just for my own leisure yeah. but it's this is something i wanted to do um for manifesting the storyline i want to go to like disney-esque levels of immersion with this 
managing the route, decor, financials, hiring, screenwriting. Yeah. Uh, I've booked a couple bands for the queue. Um, I'm, I'm just doing everything with it right now. I still have a little bit you let to go with marketing and all that, but um, yeah, this is by far the biggest project I've taken on in my life. And wow, I'm excited. You, you mentioned storyline and, you know, yeah. again, I, we met at the YSU foundation and mm -hmm. where we do a lot of fundraising for Youngstown state university and stories have a huge impact in what we do. And, you know, you mentioned storyline and building up this haunted house, you know, what, if you can talk to me a little bit about how you, you say you took, it took you a little while to develop that storyline. Yeah. You know, wh wh why, why did it take you so long and, and why is it so important to have that storyline for that? Well, I mean, you, you have to have some sort of, like, it can't be completely random, scaring and all that. Like, why are, why do you just have clowns in the middle of a funeral home? If, if like, there needs to be context and reason to everything. Right. And I'm like, okay, what? I just thought to myself, what logical story is there? People see the building, they see, you know, we're in town, like, what kind of story makes sense? And I believe I developed something to where um, you kind of get the best of both worlds where it fits in with uh, the nature of the building and the history of it, uh, while also serving up scares and a kind of unique concepts uh, involving cats and a mad scientist that okay. uh, people won't see coming. Yeah. Did you have to, did you have to partner or do any research with anybody when you were developing this storyline? It just came to me pretty naturally. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, this is a part of my funeral home and um, yeah two and two together um i like cats a lot okay <laughs> <laughs> all right man so let, let's let's jump into the meat of this for sure and you know and again as i mentioned i i'm slightly jealous we i mentioned this off air i'm, I'm always jealous of musicians when i get a chance to talk with them because it's mm -hmm. something that i've always had a passion for but i have never had the I don't even know the right word, the, I don't even want to say backbone, but I haven't had the spirit to actually take up an instrument. I have a harmonica, but I just haven't had the opportunity to really dig deep into it. So what okay. I want you to do, man, is start, who, who is Eric Ingardner? Okay, so uh, good question. A little bit about myself. I'm a 27-year-old, uh, kind of wide variety of generic interests. Uh, you mentioned music already. We'll get to talking about that, but um, everything else from fantasy football to visiting every presidential gravesite to gaming, theme parks. Um, I'm an undergrad in tourism and event management from YSU, and I have my master's in state regional planning from the university that recently trademarked the word like, the. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, sure did that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, so tell me a little bit about the, the music background, man. How sure. did you get started? So uh, I guess I started playing, uh, well, other than hitting random strings on toddler-sized instruments when I was about 13. Um, <laughs> I had gotten exposed to uh, music outside of whatever my grandma happened to have on the radio and whatever was on Nickelodeon uh, when I got my first MP3 player when I was 12. And that was like really liberating, honestly, just to have like my own library yeah. uh, without having to convince my parents or whatever to buy a CD. So I get an iTunes gift card for my birthday or something and just and go in. That's awesome. But 
Yeah. Another big inspiration early on was uh like Guitar Hero and Rock Band, those games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um for like people, a lot of people that are in like the rock scene that are about my age really like discovered a whole bunch of new and old music through those. And okay. Because it takes you from the perspective of a musician. So like, even though you're only hitting five plastic buttons, like you're still connecting with the music in a way that just casually listening to it, you might not get. And uh, that's a big point of growth. And yeah, then from there, it was just that got me interested in the stuff. And then it was more of a, okay, how do I find people to make this a real thing? Like, how do I find a band? And um there wasn't a lot of people in the school i went to that were into that at the time but eventually uh through some athletics i was involved with met some people and uh we made our first band that's awesome man that is awesome and so you know i read an article not too long ago and in the title read teens find joy in music during pandemic and so you know you touched on that the video game aspect of guitar hero and kind of the impact that it had on you and so you know, my music preference has developed over the past 10 to 15 years. You know, I grew up listening to the blues, hip hop, R&B. Yeah. And now you can find almost anything on, on my playlist. Trombone Shorty, Luke Bryan, uh, Luke Combs, Billy Eilish, ex-ambassadors, anything. And so I'm, I'm curious as you're, you're a musician mm-hmm. and I know the power of art, but why why... Why did music help so many during the pandemic? Yeah, uh, you have solid music taste, right? I'll tell you that. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think the pandemic gave people time to not only discover new hobbies and do activities, or I know someone who finished a book. I wonder who that is. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, uh, people needed entertainment, and with gatherings limited and uh, that time created watching new shows or intently listening to new world music became a bit more of a priority than it was. Um, and yeah, probably provide just some comfort too, just to be able to escape all that was going on. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote a whole paper about uh, this not too long ago, about two years ago. And there's just more music being created now than ever, just because of all the technology we have on just your computer or your phone to, make something that sounds like professional quality yeah. um, for very little money at all. Um, so like floodgates are open to anyone to create prosper. Um, they could put their own stuff on streaming for millions of people to listen to right. uh, within days. So there's all this new content. It's overwhelming in a fantastic way. So. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and so you, you mentioned the, idea of music being open to almost anyone man and so uh, i read an article that you were highlighted in with you being the owner operator of the wick yards mm-hmm. and it mentioned you know keeping live music alive in the city of youngstown and yeah. you know I, I i know what kind of work goes into that you leave work and you're like hey i'm heading over here i got a band here you come by and stop by you got the performing at uh what was the federal frenzy and yeah all of those things, you know, what kind of pressure comes with something like that? You're, you're pretty much deemed the one of the people keeping live music around in the city of Youngstown. Is, is there any pressure with, with something oh, def- like that? Definitely. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Um, yeah. I consider uh, people I talk to consider this one of the 
three big venues in town along with Westside Bowl and Cedars. Yeah. Um, so, you know, on weekends, like I don't have shows, like and that's just creating one less opportunity for an artist to, you know, find themselves, you know, discovered by new fans or, um, or just another place for people to go out, have a good time at. And I, and only I really present them that opportunity to have that at that place at that time. So, right. um, it's a lot balancing, um, you know, the venue, my own bands, uh, my, uh, other full-time job as well. And yeah, it's a lot, but yeah, I have the passion for it. And, uh, yeah. I've always subscribed to be the change you wish to see in the world. And for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I That's, that awesome. That's awesome, man. So I'm curious, you know, as you know, I read that article and, you know, they had thoughts from different uh, different musicians in the area. You know, what's been the biggest challenge from your end as an owner operator of the Wickyards? You know, what, what's been your biggest challenge? Um, as owner operator, it's well, attendance is like a big thing, obviously. Um, so like you want to make these lineups that support every touring band and every like nook and cranny of music there is and yeah um yeah sometimes they're just uh the crowd for whatever reason there might be just other things going on that night or um the acts just don't have the following that um you know they deserve to have but yeah or so there's some of that stuff um that you just want to see support for all everybody thriving right um how how do you manage yeah. to stay positive you know when you're you're seeing attendance and you're not you're not as happy with the outcome as you would like to see you know how, how do you manage staying that light that you want to be for the music scene yeah well it, it's really just keeping at it never giving up um like just because one show doesn't go well you you know learn by you learn from mistakes i keep a lot of data to try to um alleviate those mistakes from doing them again whether it's you know changing nights up on different genres or it's very you could get very analytical with a lot of this and yeah um you know it's just yeah it's just different things to learn from uh what kinds of mixed genre shows work what doesn't um it's all experience yeah. So there there in in my hopes is and you know I talked to you about the the creation of this podcast is to hopefully connect us because we're all so much very different but we all sometimes yeah. we go through the same thing man we go through the same journey and we we battle the uh uh you know the same story. So there may be someone that's in in your shoes that's starting out and they're like man I I just don't know. You know what what mm-hmm. advice would you give that individual that's on that brink of like, I don't think I can go no farther. Like I'm, I'm done. Well, yeah, for just those people in any walk of life, um, just, yeah, I have to, like I said, learn from mistakes, uh, take, take inventory of what you've been, what you've been doing, how can it be improved? And, uh, for the lack of a cringy phrase, uh, never stop, never stopping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, just be smart with your decision making as you're 
grow and experience and um, things will come if you keep at keep at it with the effort. For sure. For sure. But let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk. Where's Winona now? And so, you know, I I was listening to the album uh, maybe a week or so back and Pixies is probably my favorite song on the Where's Winona Now album in 2018. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you talk about a band, you have different people that you're you're collaborating with what i would like for you to talk about now you know as we get ready to kind of wrap up here in a little bit is how important is collaboration even even just as in the band or even as the owner operator you know how important is collabing with the community and musicians yeah um well first uh yeah pixies is among my favorites for sure i wasn't i didn't record that album but um yeah we play it live almost every time it's great but yeah i don't some people you really have to feel them out in collaborating um as a musician you have to you know ask yourself who are their influences like who they are as people who are they um what can you learn from them what level are they with their playing and how they respond to criticism too because uh yeah yeah, sometimes you have to force it to make it work. And other times you just have like a musical soulmate situation where you can predict their next five moves. Yeah. I've definitely been on sides of both. Um, yeah, similar. And, you know, you get that sort of chemistry in sports as well. Um, but yeah, and same goes for a lot of my Wickyard shows too. Um, like we embrace the DIY aspects of our business and like, I want they I want them to help me out when oh maybe a mic situation is going odd or um I'll ask someone I know to uh watch the door for a little bit if I need to use the bathroom or um you know it's trying to create team situations whenever you can fully embrace um and trust people yeah so you mentioned something there and if you can you can expand on you mentioned the DIY yeah process well what what do you mean by that in regards to the owner operator situation or or in reference what were you referencing to that diy yeah so um the wickyards we market ourselves as a diy concert venue um essentially is what you see is what you get yeah um (laughs) so you can you as somebody walking in there for the first time is able to kind of break down every individual part of it. There's no secrets as to what's going on. It's, you know, music, you pay a small fee at the door, money mostly goes back to bands or whoever's performing. And, um, yes. Yeah. Sound is all done right there in front of you. Um, yes, very community atmosphere. Gotcha. Well, you know, I talked a little bit about this from the owner operator perspective, and I'm I'm curious to hear from the musician perspective in the band, you know, yeah. tell me about a time where when a show didn't go as well as you guys wanted it to go. And, you know, what did you learn from from that experience? Hmm. So. I'd say uh, we we played a show a few months ago. Um, is at a uh, the rec center at Youngstown State. Um, it was a great show all around, uh, but, but there were just a couple small things that threw hiccups in the day. 
as like there's supposed to be a battle of the bands that day yeah there's a COVID situation with the other bands so <laughs> it was nice we won the battle of the bands by default right at the same time uh because of that we had to play double sets and we were you know kind of worn out after first one we didn't prepare enough material um and there weren't a lot of people watching us to begin with. And this was like our first show in several months. Yeah. Uh, we were a little upset about that. We we had these expectations. They weren't met. And that's okay. I mean, we any chance to perform is great. Right. Uh, but yeah, I guess just a couple things we learned from it is to, you know, just prepare for anything. Um, make sure people's schedules are good because... Man, just getting people. It was on a Wednesday at five o'clock. <laughs> uh, that was a, another part. Um, yeah, yeah, it got messy work schedule wise. Um, um, yeah. All right, man. Well, as we, as we wrap up the show, I wrap up the podcast the same way with everyone. And so what I would like you to do at this time is uh, I'm a huge believer in giving your roses to someone that has meant mm-hmm the most to you, whether it's a mentor, a friend, a sibling, whoever it may be, someone that has been there for you, um, that's still alive, if possible, sure. um, that has, you know, had a huge positive influential impact on your life. Sure. Um, I, I do have two, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. I have to start with my mom. I, I can't not thank her. Uh, just <laughs> believe in me every step of the way through all my life's challenges, uh, chances, risks, anything I wanted to take. She was on board. Most of it helped me out. Can't thank her enough. Um, nice. The other person I wanted to thank more to the music side um, is my friend Albert Chismar. Uh, he was the singer of that first band I was in and was in several others with him after that. And he's still one of my best friends, despite him living mostly out West the past few years. Um, I've never felt a more music, musical chemistry of anyone. He was the first person. He was the person I really needed to meet in order to start that first band. Uh, And he introduced me to so many people. Um, Like connecting with your local scene, I guess, is the and the local musician community is, I'd say, the number one thing in starting. you know, your own musical journey, if you want to do that. Can you, can you um, repeat that again for, for so repeat that, that statement again for me? I'd say the, the top thing in order to start your musical journey, like if you're just decide, Hey, I want to pick up an instrument or I want to start singing or whatever. Um, number one thing is start going to shows, uh, introducing yourself within the local musician community um because just making connections it's really tough um especially if you're in a new city you don't know anybody but just networking at those things it uh, just gives you so many opportunities that's good uh, make so many friends um that's yeah. good I, I think that's just just that alone is such a universal i think that's universal you know mm-hmm. and i, I yeah, think it's powerful play. for you guys for musicians but that that professionally that moved over to Oregon for a job I think that's powerful information for them to know so that's why I asked you <laughs> to repeat this I appreciate you uh oh, elaborating yeah. on that because that, that's powerful man mm-hmm. all right man so what I want you to do now is take some time um we got a, a couple minutes here how can people learn more about Wickyards what what Eric's doing what's sure. the, what where, where, where can I find information about the band um, 
go here. So yeah, for Where's Winona Now, uh, you can, we're on Instagram and Facebook, uh, follow us on there. Or, um, you can listen to us on any streaming service you can really think of. Um, the Wickyards, uh, you did allude to a couple of the news articles about us. You can search for those on easy Google search. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you want to stay updated on our events and all our goings on. And if you want to follow my personal journey, uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram at Eric and Gartner. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, again, I appreciate you taking time to catch up and connect with me today and, and sharing with me a little bit about your music journey. And, you know, yeah. I wish you nothing but the best, man. And I hope I hope that you can continue to uh, keep the music scene thriving there in Youngstown. Yeah, trying to, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me. Had a great time and uh, all the best. Thank you so much for listening to Under the Wing. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you enjoyed today's show and you would like to support the podcast, tell a friend or two, share on social media, or leave a rating and review. You can follow me on Instagram at Under the Wing with Andrew. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.